Hey everyone, welcome back to the Back of a Knife podcast. This is your host, Dustin Joseph. I uh, haven't had a chance to do one for a long, long time. Uh, I've been very busy at my current job at Chambers Bay, but uh, I thought I'd, I'd do a little uh, couple minutes on some new things that are going on. I uh, just did the food and, and wine event in Gig Harbor in Washington. Uh, was pretty funny. Had some had some health department problems. Uh, not not so us, but uh, the event, which was uh, had to be shut down at some point. Uh, never really a good thing. But we were almost done. We were doing a, a chilled melon soup with heirloom cherry tomato and mint salad. It, it went off really well. It was a nice warm day. But uh, so so the beginning of the show or, or how we're starting it. I'm still waiting for a guess. Um, but I'm I'm thinking we're gonna get uh, either a dishwasher in soon or one of my friends who's a server and and really get their perspective on on how the economy has affected them or or how service has either lackened or or gotten better. Um, but I wanted to talk about line cooks. I really wanted to get into line cooks today, so that's what I'm really gonna kind of ramble on about this time. Um, it. it I've so I've I have 16 years of experience, which is kind of crazy to say. I think it'll be actually 16 in uh, September or possibly December of this year. And and I was, you know, I started in '96 and learning how to cook. And I had a great teacher, Chef Kevin Fuller, and at Mount Diablo High School, and and Josephine. And I can remember all of my probably all of my chefs that really had an impact on me. But I always remembered that even through college, I had I had some people who didn't really care what they were doing. I mean, maybe they were paying for it or somebody was paying it for them, uh, and they just liked it as a hobby. But man, I I have been I've been an executive chef or a chef for at least eight to, to ten years now, and I cannot believe the type of people we're getting for line cooks. I I just don't understand this, and we started to see it. We started to see it. Uh, when food TV started to hit, and that was really when I was in college, right around 2000, 2002 to 2005. And since those years, I guess everyone really does think that they can be a chef on TV and be rich and famous and, and such. And, and they just don't go into it thinking that it's hard work. Um, I, I just don't understand that. I, I think that that's, it's just hilarious to me that most chefs, know a good amount of uh, I mean your whole job was a chef to learn was to learn as much as you could about any cuisine you can find and immerse yourself in that you know that's why we have stages and if you don't know what stages it's usually when you work for free at a restaurant um, kind of like an internship a little less usually you pick the time or you you do it for a week to a month to three months or something of that nature and things are you know the old time stages which I never got to be a part of but it sounds amazing was when you went to a culinary destination place uh, in here it would be in the United States it would probably be like New York or Chicago or Florida or New Mexico or in somewhere in the Bay Area or uh, in California or uh, in LA uh, and you really just learned from a chef you learned uh, uh, prepping you learned dishwashing you learned some stations but not really but you you immersed yourself into that food into that that culture um, and of course, like the really high end restaurants, the Michelin star restaurants still have this going on because people do want to learn that still, but the talent pool has gone to hell. Uh, I, I, I can't stress that enough. We have a lot of people that are cooking at these casual restaurants that, that they don't make food anymore. I mean, they just don't make, 
They don't know the five mother sauces. They don't know what how to make a demi-glaze. They don't know how to make a proper stock unless they take it out of a can. You know, and it's ridiculous to me uh, that, that no one's taught them this. And, it, and it's really just revolved around the money and the time. For some reason, these casual restaurants, Applebee's, IHOP, um, BJ's, things of that nature, nothing against them. Hey, they're making money, or let's hope they're making money. Uh, and they hire them, and they say, heat this up in a microwave, or put this on the grill, or put this burger on a conveyor belt, and they never actually touch food. You know, they never get the feel of touching it and, and, and knowing how to, I mean, on some levels, manipulate it. But they, they, it's so it's so wronging to them if they actually want to become a chef. Part of you know being a chef is is absolutely is doing numbers, is doing paperwork, is making sure people are happy. Excuse me, is touching tables, is is doing all that. But there's another part of a chef, and it's one of the reasons I do it is is because the love of the food and the teaching of people and teaching your staff and and getting into them about you know why you know picking lettuce and washing it and making sure you find the best pieces for the salad that you know Joe Smo is going to order is important you know why your lifeline is on the line there you know that that that's something that's very important to you but it's all over the place it's not just line cooks it's servers it's managers it's everybody it's it's the almighty dollar that's that's corrupted us so to speak but this one's this as I'm as I'm going off a track and tangents as I like to go, uh, this one I wanted like line cooks to me. It's I I don't understand why they don't learn anything or why they haven't learned things or gone to restaurants. You know why why they expect to be a sous chef or a leader or a or a kitchen lead or the executive chef for that matter when you don't know anything. You don't know how to make a. a a decent carbonara. You don't know how to make fresh pasta. You just know how to order it, and and that's that's completely terrifying to me. How do you not know how to do these rudimentary rudimental cooking um, techniques more than anything? You know, do you go home and open up a can of of raviolis and that's what you think is dinner, and you have no idea how the pasta or the bolognese sauce or anything like that was made? I mean, how 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 is that even possible? And and I know it's been running rampant. Like I know I've seen quotes by David Chang and and some other famous chefs about how culinary schools are ruining um, are ruining the talent pool because they've given all these you know they they pump them up and they do. Sorry, I went to Johnson and Wales in Rhode Island and I'm very proud of that fact and and I I got a, a great skill set to it, but I had to work my ass off for that and. And it wasn't, I mean, still paying for some of it now. And you had to, you had to, if you wanted more, you had to get more. You had to go to the chefs and say, this is class is getting too easy. And a lot of students didn't. And a lot of the, the whole, sorry, propaganda of it all is that they tell you you could come out of, of culinary school and be ready to be a sous chef. And you have no idea how to run a kitchen, let alone manage people or make sure food's getting out on time. The one thing college did do for me was it's, it taught me more fundamentals, which is great to have, but it slowed me the hell down. You know, I was a, I was a real fast line cook at, before I went there, and then I got slowed down by the fact that I was going to college and learning fundamentals again because I'd already gotten it from my chef and, and the chefs I had worked with. And I joined into a really nice restaurant at that point in Rhode Island, and... Thank goodness, 
because I was able to move. Excuse me, I was able to move up through the through the rankings and and almost become the sous chef there till I moved to go immerse myself into another culture in New Mexico and Santa Fe and and learn traditional Tex-Mex almost, but but truly traditional Mexican cuisine. And I'm I'm so thankful for that fact, but I I don't understand whether it's whether it's young people being into debt too fast and not being able to control it or not being able to, you know, they get into a job that's paying somewhat well and they just keep, they have to stay there or they don't and they just bounce around all over the place, not learning anything, um, whether it's attitude or, or, or anything of that nature. I mean, it, it seems that people are more empowered now, um, which is great, but man, you got to take a step back sometimes, specifically line cooks and people that are in this restaurant trying to fabricate and replicate food that the chef tells you to do, and, and, and you have no idea how to do it. I mean, you have to step back and go, look, I really need to learn something here. You know, I've, I've had cooks where I've given, you know, uh, the culinary dictionaries or the encyclopedias or asked them, you know, and then they ask me, you know, how do you how do you make a curry soup or how do you, you know, what's a non, you know, what's non or what's, and it's like, these are, these are classic traditional, you know, Indian flavors. And it's just, that's the example I'm using. You know, they asked me how to make tamales. And it's like, you've never had a tamale. You, you, you got to branch out. You got to try everything. It's why, it's why I don't understand why people are so, I guess, stuck in their ways that they go, Oh, I don't, I don't really like that. I don't know. You know, that's the, you saying you don't like anything is stunting your growth as a line cook and and as a line cook you should be able to at least go go up you know to any place and want to try new food and want to try something different and want to try you know the the wild and wacky stuff because that's the only way you're going to learn and grow and once you develop flavor profiles and you know how to salt and season food correctly i mean there there are some things that just come in packages now that that are already salted, they're already in water, they're going to shrink up, they're going to do all that, and they don't have to do anything to it. So how do you teach someone how to actually season something properly? So as I'm going on this little rant, um, I'm just kind of wondering why why this industry and why my industry, the the culinary arts industry, the, the hospitality industry, whatever you want to call it, has allowed this mediocrity to, to just run rampant. Um, and I know it's hard to, to, to find chefs. I mean, I'm in the market where it's hard to find cooks and chefs that actually uh, want to do anything different and want to grow and have just heard the old adage of we just need to make money. But, but, but damn, we, there's got to be a way to, to make money and still have your creative influence and be able to teach people and learn you know, there's got to be a way to learn, and and man, I I I you know everybody says I challenge you to do this. I'm not even doing that. I just want to understand where where it's all gone, where where the teaching's gone, where the the skill has gone, where the drive of people have gone. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of words with these younger generations and not a lot of action, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why. And it start. It just, uh, as you can tell from the past six minutes, I've just been just going off on this because it's been it's been in my head for a while that that why why are line cooks? We need them. N- no questions asked. We need them. I need them. I need help. You know, and 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 because I, I've got I'm I've worked myself into somewhere else, but I was a damn good line cook when I was one, and I liked being it. 
because I got to be in restaurants that I touched food at and I learned about food and learned why produce goes bad and learned about mold and learned about cheese and learned about meats and how to cut them. I mean, I cut all the meats at Chambers Bay and, and I have another line cook and a couple others that, that know how and they help me. But but I've I've showed them that or they've at least somehow found the skill set. But a lot of other ones don't have any idea how to do it. And I've hired a bunch of them. And it sucks to just hire a body, you know, and, and have him, you know, oh, here's first station. But you have no idea why anything works and you don't really want to learn it because, you you know. And it it's frustrating and it's difficult and it's hard. And if I were to if I were to say anything at the end of this was you you have to keep learning, you know, in, in every field you're in, you have to keep learning. It's the only way you get better. It's the only way you keep moving forward. When you become stagnant, you become no good to anyone, yourself or anyone else. And and you have to want to learn and find a way, find you know what? Take Cornell notes, take you know, just write notes for God's sakes, leave video messages, leave voice messages, leave any kind of message you can to get it through your head about what you have to learn and what you should be doing. And I really think that that if we can just create a better culture that it's not going to be this food network, you're on TV, you're competing, this top chef, that's not real life in the culinary field. It's not. It's not. I know that fame is engrossing, and it's awesome, and shoot, with the podcast, I'm somewhat working into that, and I'm hoping that I get a bunch of views or a bunch of, you know, downloads for this podcast, and I'm excited about it, but but overall, I just want a better talent pool. I just want a better talent pool. I want people that want to work with me and, and are happy to work with me and challenge me uh, because it's hard to find now, and it's frustrating. So, um, that's kind of it for this little rant. Uh, it's going to be called Line Cooks. It's uh, tell all your friends. I, I got to say, we got uh, somehow I fifty people listened to the, between combined for the last two, the little ten minute one, and then my last thirty minute one. Um, I'd love to have more. Gotta love self promotion. Uh, I would love emails more than anything to ask me questions that I would I could answer. My email address is super simple. It's baconchef at gmail.com. Literally like it sounds, B-A-C-O-N-C-H-E-F. I'm the one and only baconchef at gmail.com. And you can just put, you know, regarding the podcast and shoot, tell me you don't you, you want me to stop doing it or you want me to do more or uh, need more jokes. I heard that one too. Uh, this one was a little bit more intense. I'll try and keep these to a minimum. Uh, I will, I'm real trying to get these a little more consistent to, to two to three times a week. Uh, I'm also working on a site just for the podcast and some other, other, other things that I'm working on. Um, I'm hoping you all are, you know, the 50 people that happen to listen to both of these, you're enjoying this. I'm trying to get the word out some more. It's a back of a knife podcast. I got to do a little bit of self-promotion, a little bit of some plugs here. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, the, the whole line cook thing. I know this was a rant and it was for a good, it was for a good 10 minutes. Uh, but it's something I don't understand. And I would, I would love to have more opinions and I'll totally read them on this little show. Uh, we'll call it the basement show for right now. So if any of you actually see this little studio I've set up here, it's pretty neat. Um, but yeah, so so thank you for listening. Uh, I hope to be back in a few days and expect some rants. Expect uh, me going over the news soon. I think we need a little news update on from Eater and Chow and all that fun stuff. Uh, little shout outs to them. 
and we'll uh, we'll see where we go from there. So thanks for listening. This, once again, this is the Back of a Knife podcast. Find it on iTunes, um, and the host is Dustin Joseph. Thanks so much. <laughs>